back on his soundboard, came back from Durham, saw that it was floored. What did I fucking say? I just said it. Now I don't remember the words. <laughs> Thought he had a pumpkin, but it was actually a gourd. Thought he had an apple, but it had been completely cored. It's cooking a burger, but it was not stored in the freezer. So he had to fuck. Is that a crack? Oh, it's a match? Is it a match? What the fuck? That's a match, right? That sounds like a spark? A firework? was asking about the new sounds, but he was ignored. <laughs> Bro, I got like like three more bites. Keep dropping those those I'm bars. Thinking, Keep giving I'm us thinking, that hot I'm fire. Thinking, I'm thinking, I'm thinking. Man's eating a burger and thought, this is just like the third ward. I'm taking it that these gunshots are like rejection and <laughs> clapping is positive. Uh, thinking. Ooh. Hey, hey, no, hey, no. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Ooh. Ooh. Is Burger right next to him? And his drink has been poured. What the fuck? All right, all right. I think I'm good now. <laughs> okay. So what, gotta, what was the best? Give some nice, drop? nice little. What was the best? Yeah. Gun click. That was real. That wasn't that's a sound effect. Sip. That was real. Okay. Okay. That, that could have been a sound effect. That was a good, that was a clean, crisp sip. Guess maybe it's I'll a uh, soda can, maybe? No, it's a beer. Okay. Nice. 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 What was the best? What was the best one out of all those, of all those bad bars? What was the, what was the least bad I think, one? No, when you're doing like the, the apple cord and pumpkin gourd shit, dude, I was actually kind of feeling that. You know, Americans, they just keep thinking about food. All the other ones <laughs> fucking hard. <laughs> and then when you followed that up with like the, you know, drink already poured line, I was like, oh, that was shit, good. He's, he's really okay, doing that. W- that one I felt. That one I felt it. <laughs> but yeah, All those right. were uh, those are the pre-show bars. Thank you, everyone. Welcome to the weekly drive. <laughs> There's bullets in the gun. There's bullets in the One shot. One shot. One shot. One shot. One shot. One shot. And the bullets in the gun. All right, I'm going to need a lore check on that. I'm going to need an explanation. Does he, like, is he shooting the gun when he says one shot? He's saying gunshot. Oh, he's saying gunshot. One shot. One shot. Okay, I dig it. I dig it. Play on that one. Yeah, a little bit.
that's my uh, new my new goal is to like bring a a, a new uh gun sound from a song uh every show you could you could definitely do that there you're gonna run out of space on your on your soundboard i'll just i mean i'll keep deleting some of them eventually like i don't think i'm gonna i don't think i'm gonna do this and the bullets in the for too much longer yeah i uh i think that's a pretty pretty noble goal you could really you could find a lot of bad gunshot sounds from a lot of really bad mixtapes and just and kind of keep upping the egregiousness of them so that I'm I'm just gonna fall on my floor eventually from from the silliness of it. Well, I don't know. I feel like I maybe I started off too strong there by picking like a fucking country song or whatever. But um you really you don't remember this one? One shot. I don't. Is that old? I don't think I've heard it. It's it's about a decade old, yeah. Okay, well no I mean on your soundboard. No, I Oh no, it's it's new on the board. Um, but yeah, that song, you don't recognize the song? I, 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 one shot. Hey, could you play it one more time? One shot. I've, I know I have heard it before, and I know it is on a certain, uh, one shot, dun, 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 dunna. That's the verse, and I know, I know how the verse sounds, but I don't know the verse, and I don't know the song. And I one shot. It's actually kind of loud too. Sorry about that. <laughs> I forgot. I didn't do the, the levels right on that one. <laughs> um, I, it's Kanye or Lupe Fiasco. No, and no. Okay. One more guess. I'll I'll give you a hint. Um, it's from a guy who liked to sound like he was from Houston. Who the fuck want to do that? One shot. It's from a mixtape that came out in in 2011. Uh, I I don't know. I I I literally don't know. Any guess will make me sound stupid. Yeah. All right. Well, it's um for for the for the fans out there who've been playing along, it's uh Mr. A Dollar Sign App Rocky uh, from a song called Peso. Okay, I've definitely listened to Peso ten and twenty times. That makes a little bit of sense now. It's very raw and it's very loud. <laughs> so uh I I wanted to I wanted to get into some music first and foremost. Um so you know kinda every month there's an album that drops and on RYM it becomes the Zoomer battleground to constantly and consistently discuss not just the music but the reception to it uh yeah every, yeah it's like usually like a a pretty hyped album um i don't know i guess sometimes i think it's like an equal percentage that it's a really hyped album or it's an album that was just like only the real heads knew about for a while but people are coming around to now yeah well there's also times where where music where an album drops and it's by like some you know, typically a YouTuber, like typically they've been making mixtapes or music for a long time and they, you know, they finally put out something that's that's really worth listening to. And a bunch of people are like, oh, I've been a fan of this guy for so long and it came around and it's so good and blah, 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 blah. And then and then like the rating sits at like a four point one. And then as people listen to it more, it drops to like a three point seven. And they are like, "What? No, this can't be happening!" And, sh- and shit Blue like Rev? that. 
yeah yeah blue rev kind of a little bit did that um this album that i'm that i listened to this week also did exactly that but the the i i feel like the the reception to the reception that's what we should call it um has been very strong uh the comment box i want to say is is over a thousand people i i clicked the first 300 just to like scroll there was not one single actually there was one single comment that was worth reading it it was a song lyric and uh it was just the song lyric in all caps and i thought like i was gonna post that first but i i got beat uh by exactly uh by like four hours too like it, it took four hours for someone to post the the song lyrics that were you know, one of the four song lyrics that were really worth posting and just and hyping in the comment box. Um, so yeah, everyone's freaking out about the score. The album I'm talking about is an is is called "I Didn't Mean to Haunt You" by an artist called Quadeca. Now I've been calling them Quadratic or, quad, <laughs> or Quadragon uh, because I kept thinking that I couldn't like associate it in my head that it started with a Q. And it made it like really hard to search because I kept not typing a Q and I think I typed an O or something and I like do O U A or something. That's not right, but it's, it's quadreca. So I'm calling them quadragon and quadratic and, and quad man. Um, apparently this man uh, is, his name is Benjamin Lasky. He is, he was born in 2000. So he is about four years younger than me. Uh, in Los Angeles County, of course. That's where all good artists come from, am I right? Um, and he released an album uh, November 10th, so about 11 days ago. It has 3,100 ratings. It is number nine on the year and about 1,400-something overall. It is his only bolded work, and our genres are art. Our main genres are art, pop, and folktronica. What, 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 like, what does that mean? Uh, and then the secondary genres are glitch pop, ambient pop, experimental hip hop, neo psychedelia, chamber pop, alternative R&B, post industrial, and emo rap. And All right, f- this is. I'm sorry, I just got in. What do you think? Here. What do you think? This is another one of those ones that is either going to be uh, really great or really bad, and. Once you put in that emo rap, I'm I'm predicting really bad. Um, there are there are some bad emo rap parts. Yeah, that's <laughs> there's, that's in there. Uh, I think that's that that should not be the very last secondary tag. That should certainly be far more up the list. Uh, one the only thing I wanted to talk about in the descriptors is that the first very first descriptor is called concept album. Okay. Uh, what 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 is a concept album? Can someone describe what a concept album to me is? Like, really? what is it? Um, a concept. I mean, it's kind of what it what it sounds like. Really, it's just an album that is either uh, usually loosely, but sometimes um, very like obviously carrying a, a story throughout the course of the tracks or there's just some sort of overarching um idea uh, behind the project but not in like the sense of like an overarching sonic idea like an overarching like uh 
um, literary idea, I guess you might say. Mm -hmm. Okay, that makes a little bit more sense. Um, I wanted to say that I have heard this. I've heard this album, and I, or I, I mean, I've read this album described as many different things. I have heard it described as a. I have heard it described first as post rap. I, I really hope not. Uh, I've heard it described as post emo, no post Midwest emo. Pretty much like half the descriptors are post something, uh, which means it's, which means that people are also probably going to call it pretentious at some point. I think it's a bad, I think it's a bad tag, but I, but it just happens to always get thrown around whenever it's like this is a, this is the post some genre. You know, it's the step into the next genre. It's like, all right, um, maybe not. Um, heard a lot of people question like Folktronica, like what it means, how that describes as this album. Um, can't really, can't really describe. I have not listened to a lot of Folktronica albums, so I'm gonna, you're gonna lose me there. I want to say this album is, I, I have said this about a few albums, there are a lot of times. That this album is very good. There are also a lot of times that this album is very bad. And for me, it's leveling off at a 2.5. I know I'm giving a score incredibly early, but there are there I need to go through this album like almost track by track to say why this is such a 2.5. So sorry for dying is the intro. First off, I'm gonna say. This is a four minute and 44 second interlude song. Um, it starts off very well. It starts off very quiet and it builds up into all this kind of. It, it builds up into like this piano and a little bit of wubs and it slowly, slowly gets louder and louder and louder. And it does that so beautifully until about one minute and three seconds. And then all that stops instantly goes to complete silence and all you hear on the incoming is this really cheesy ass like fucking ten dollar you bought at guitar center or you thrifted electric piano and this guy's got the worst vocals to pair with it it sounds like a really shitty chance the rapper but if he was emo and hated himself and he's just singing with this really bad electronic piano and it's doing like a like a school show intro where it goes dun, 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 as he's doing this like mumble singing and I'm, it's like it's like it's the biggest boner kill of an intro that you can possibly have and I was very disgusted by this now as this goes on the song slowly like fades away from that and it's just his singing it's very James Blake-esque but in bad ways because he enunciates his vocals as though he believes that he is saying something very important. And as, as the song goes on, it deviates away from the vocals, kind of does a lot of like moan singing. And there's, there's some good instrumentals in the background, but it does it for like three minutes or like two and a half minutes. And you're kind of just left like, what, what was all this shit? Like it's, it is a five minute interlude song. Um, so that's the first song. That's what you're exposed to. The second song was one of the singles that came out. 
Uh, I did not listen to any of the singles. I just knew that this was a single that people were talking about a lot. Um, so it's it's called "Tell Me a Joke," and musically is very is very similar to the first song on the background instrumental side. It is a lot of like emo rap mixed with neo psychedelia, and I, I want to go down the lyrics to this song because it's very heavy handed on the um, on the lyrics, like pairing with the theme of the song. Maybe that's why it's called the concept album. But the I'm, I'm going to read the first eight lines of "Tell Me a Joke." So it goes, knock, knock, who's there? I want to know. Tell me a joke. I've got one for you. A man walked into a bar. What's the deal with airline food? That reminds me of my ex-wife. Dog, please, just stop the album. Just end my fucking life. End my fucking life. Yes, please. (laughs) I literally, when you said the song is called Tell Me a Joke, I was going to start it off with like, and it starts out, knock, knock. But the fucker actually did that. Yeah, so he so he did exactly that, and then he followed it up with like the very common tropes. What's the deal with airline food? That reminds me of my ex-wife. Um, I will also say a little bit, like probably forty seconds into the song, he drops one. He drops one fucking bar, and I'm gonna say it. Uh, and it's funny you said it's too soon. Stuck in the red, came out the blue. How am I doing this? Bone dry skeleton. Humorous. Just, just, ah! just, just, just. <laughs> Fuck. All right. Now I'm going to say another line. What? Knock, knock. Who's there? Tell me a joke. Something feels off. Was it words that I spoke? Or was it something else? The door must have broke. How can it be? It's a setup. The punchline was me. One one shot. One shot. One shot. One one shot. And the and the very <laughs> the very last the very last like outro chorus I suppose it start I'm not gonna read the whole thing but it starts off with all I could hear were the crickets. Funny the joke is on me. <laughs> I don't wait. I don't even get it. It's there's not there's not like an extra there's not like an extra illusion there. It's just all I can hear were the crickets because it's just talking about crickets from fucking oh. you know comedy shit. It's um Whoa. I gotta say this is this is definitely one of the worst songs I've heard <laughs> lyrically. Not just this year ever. Like this is definitely one of the worst lyrical songs I have ever heard. This shit, put it on speeding bullet to heaven, and motherfucker, that <laughs> is getting that is a highlight of the bad review. This is such a bad fucking song. Um I to just move on from that. So you see, we're starting very low here. We're starting incredibly, incredibly low. Um so I will say after that uh, is called, there's a song called don't mind me. Uh, I actually kind of like this song because it's a, it's a, it's, vi- it's five minutes, but the chorus is chorus is insanely catchy. It's just the chorus is insanely catchy. A lot of the verses in between are just kind of all right. There's some decent rapping in the middle. Um, but basically the chorus is just like, don't mind me. I'm caught in between. Closed eyes, oh shit! Closed eyes in a dream. 
And the way he sings it is actually very good. It's like very catchy. It's something to hum to. And uh, it gets me. Uh, so it, that was a pickup. Very big pickup from, from the single that was in the second slot. I'm not even going to talk about it. I'm not even going to mention it anymore. Uh, we'll be honest. Picking up hands is incredibly sad and boring and forgettable. I, I don't even want to talk about that song because I fucking barely remember it. Um, so Boring Yesterday was another single. And uh, I think I've got the lyrics to this one. Oh, no, I don't. Um, so Born Yesterday, I've got to remember what, exactly what the chorus was. Because this one has an obscene amount of plays. So, so oh, okay, so it's kind of, it's like kind of, it's you know what this song is? It's the white girl screaming song. Because it's just like, I wasn't born yesterday. I think you're goddamn lying. It's, <laughs> it's just like. This is the white woman song to yell at men, you know, as a song, but for them to do um, was not a fan. And the and the mixing on the on the vocal for that court for that just constant chorus is very forefront. And it's 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 just a it's an it's, it's just a new trope. It's just a, a new continuation of the trope. Um, memories we lost in translation. Very forgettable. House settling. Uh, is very boring until Danny Brown gets on it. Danny Brown does a fairly good job of just kind of stepping in with very with with not very I would say fairly glitchy vo- like glitchier than uh, than anything than not anything glitchier than most of his verses on Atrocity Exhibition. Maybe they're mixed just a little bit poorly, but um, the highlight of this song is uh, is lyrically. When he says, life goes on, just not with you. Life goes on, just not with you. You know, in typical Danny Brown style. And that's and that's yeah. like the one part that I kind of am like waiting for every time I listen to it. I've listened to this album probably like two and three quarters times. Like maybe a little generous on the on the partial listens. Um, but then, then, then what comes up after that? Is a motherfucking banger alert. We need an alarm. We need an alarm. Sound the alarm. We got a certified banger alert. Yeah, I don't have one of those yet, but um, we got a certified banger alert on aisle eight. Took eight songs to get to the banger. Um, we have knots, and uh, this was the this was what I was talking about in the comment box where the man uh dropped the comment which says. I walk around with knots on my neck, in my chest, in my neck, in my chest, and, and just that one, uh, that that lyric. That's a that's a fucking that's a good fucking lyric because he it gets gets powerful, gets very powerful. <laughs> um, there's another actually. Oh fuck, I can't find it. Um, there's another lyric in this that's actually really. Um, Oh yeah, it's I'm a open book in a closed casket. I'm a I'm a open book. I mean, this is just a fucking certified certified banger alert. You're listening to bangers. This is on your playlist. And I and I made sure to send it to you because uh, you had the chance to possibly potentially listen to it beforehand. Uh, it is a certified banger. I'm not even going to take questions. Not going to take any further comments. Uh, that's just what it is, everyone. You can make a comment now. I will open the floor for comments. Uh, I mean, yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't circle back around to that yet because I know you sent that like early in the morning when I should not have been awake in the first place, but I was because I really like did not sleep too long yesterday. Yeah, I don't. I think it's just part of like traveling that just 
fucks with me like that. Uh, I know it fucks with everybody like that, but yeah. I woke up at like one in the morning. Um, yeah. I went, I went to sleep at like probably nine or something. Um, uh, but yeah, then I woke up about one, um, went and drank a glass of water and then went back to bed and woke up again at three and was like, well, I'm, I'm just up now. It's I, I can't, I can't go back to sleep again. And I ended up just like watching some Sopranos and, and you know, <laughs> chilling on the couch. Yo, I finished season five. Rip, Rip Buscemi. He didn't fucking deserve it. He, uh, he actually, no, he did deserve it. Like, <laughs> he didn't. Des- he, I, I kind of wishes you wishes his death was a little bit dirtier. But I am. Uh, I just finished season five, and it's fucking. It's it's going down. It's it's really going down. Yeah, I'm. I'm about. Um... I'm almost done because they they split season six into two parts or whatever. So it's like what six A and six B. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm almost done with six A. Yeah. But, but what were you going on about? Sorry, <laughs> with the sleep. Um. No, that was basically it. Just yeah, I, I didn't get a. I, I was not trying to like actually do anything that took my attention. Um. This morning, and then my day actually started and I was like, damn, I still don't want to do anything that actually takes my attention. So I, I just, I, I didn't listen to anything until like the last hour of work when I was like, you know, I did say I was going to listen to this album and another thing. So I gotta, I gotta at least do that. So I did. Nice. That's fine. Well, it's a certified banger. So whenever you're in the banger mood, it's, 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 it's on there. Banger alert. I'll, I'll set it for my alarm tomorrow morning. Uh, <laughs> I'm an open book in the closed casket. <laughs> to wake up to. It's very, uh, it's very rapping at you, screaming at you. It's very in a good way. Maybe not as an alarm. <laughs> okay, maybe after I like shower and and get my uh my sip ready, then I'll uh I'll shotgun a sip to it. I would say if you like hit yourself a little bit beforehand and then you turn it on, that's the, I mean, that's, that's pretty good. That does not sound good to me. I, I don't want to do that. Yeah. Just like slap your face a little bit, you know, wake up, maybe get some splash of water in your face and then turn it on. And then like max volume as you're, as you're, you know, as you're biking, walking to work. Yeah. Gunshot, gunshot, gunshot. And the bullets in the gun. One shot. One shot. Thank you, Toby Keith. <laughs> um, so I think talking about sips, I want to I want to take this into the topic that we've been putting off for a couple of weeks now, which is that uh, we got a, we got a lot of sips to talk about. Actually, we, we, we got we got, got a lot of show. we got a lot of sips to talk about. We could we could do that after a fit. I've got three more songs. Oh, you got three more. Okay, got three okay, more songs, and then and then shitting on the and then shitting on people. Uh, okay, I'll, I'll edit World, that out. Fantasy World is a nice epic, like long loud continuous just thing until it gets to like five minutes in and then it's like a slow piano play out uh very it's like a it's like a decent it's like a decent song uh, but not great but it's very long and then uh, we get to fractions of infinity uh people are people are commenting about the bold decision to include the sunday service choir in this song uh, for those that don't know the sunday service choir is Apparent is a is a I guess an independent choir um, that is produced and composed 
uh, by Mr. Kanye West. Uh, so for this album to kind of release with that feature now, it's it's uh, it's it's catching some eyebrows. Um, but it is a it's certainly one of the better songs on here. Uh, they they do a very good job near the end part to uh, kind of play out this album because Cassini's division is is ass. It is it's not good. That is the last song on on this album, and uh, it's like a it's like one of those eight listed eight minutes. It is a three minute song, and then like because we're still doing bonus tracks in 2022, <laughs> released on Spotify. Um, he's part of the, one of the lyrics in the song or in one of the songs earlier is that he he doesn't fade to black he fades to static uh so the bonus track is just static bravo no one uh <laughs> i I'm, you know after this review i'm, I'm dropping this a, a big old fat two star and i and i hope that everyone that complains that their favorite youtuber made an album uh an emo rap post midwest emo album uh, i hope they get upset because th- like this is certainly a concept album, like a concept if a man tried to make an album that he shouldn't have made. Very cool idea. Um, should You should try making more of those catchy choruses because you do that pretty well. Um, but some of them I don't like. So so fix that, Mr. Audeca, quad, quadru, quadrilateral man. Uh, yeah. Spin. Quadriplegic. Yeah, quadriplegic. Uh, finito, finish with this. Go back to Los Angeles, bastard. <laughs> so, the sips. Talking about the sips today. Getting to the sips. Um, so, so you can, you can, I'll let you go first. I'll let you go first on the sippy, sippy part. All right. Um, there have been, there have been a few, few sips that I've been trying to get to for a while. And we, we always just end up running out of time. Um, problem is i don't remember most of them because i'm fucking dumb so instead i'm gonna <laughs> talk <me>. about <laughs> some of the uh the other the last few sips probably the last five i've had um i think one of them i actually have mentioned before but i have a little bit of a new opinion on um but the other four i think are are, are brand new to the show this first okay. one is um one of the newest, if not the newest, in the Monster Rehab line. Um, so Monster Rehab, for those that don't know, is uh, basically just their non-carbonated line. Uh, so it started out with the with the very famous um, Arnold Palmer, you know, half tea, half lemonade, and they've just been, you know, going strong ever since then. We talked about the. Uh, the raspberry tea on one episode. I think we've talked about the orange aid on a different episode, the discontinued orange aid that I still don't forgive them for taking away from me. Uh, but now we're back with the monster watermelon. And I got to say, this is a top tier sip for me. Okay. I, I really fuck with this one. It is so smooth, man. It is so smooth. And it's like, you know, there's a, a few other watermelon or melon uh, sips on the market these days. One of them comes from Monster themselves. Um, they have um, an, an ultra watermelon flavor. I don't know if that's the the name of it. Um, it's definitely not ultra red because that's like their their cranberry one. Uh, no, they do call it ultra watermelon. So that's that's like the regular, you know, carbonated zero sugar flavor. And that one's that was pretty good too. I I you know I'll still get into that on occasion. Um, there's also uh, Red Bull has a watermelon flavor. I think that's wow. Uh, yeah, Red Bull has a watermelon. That's surprising. Flavor. 
And that one, I'm, I'm not too big on. I'm really not too big on it. And the problem with it is watermelon is such a such a sweet flavor on its own that Red Bull by adding all the extra sugar to it, it's just it's just a little too much. It tastes like like sweeter than like the watermelon rings candies, if you've ever had those. Yeah. Um, so I'm I'm not too big on Red Bull's watermelon flavor. Um, there's also the rain. Um, I I don't know exactly what what they call their melon. It's maybe like Monster Melon or something like that. I don't uh, bad naming for for Melon Mania. All right, they got Melon Mania, so it's not exactly You're a watermelon. Rain. Flavor. Yeah. Uh, you want to know what it's fucking called? What? It's called Watermelon Warlord. I don't even know if they make that one anymore. Inferno. Um, it's a rain inferno, so I guess that's oh, the white that's the white one. Yeah, I forget what's different about the the rain. I think inferno it's zero one. sugar. No, all the normal rains are zero sugar anyway. Um I think the inferno ones are the ones that have that same thing that's in C four. Uh, yeah. the, the beta alanine. Um because I remember I actually I used to think that the inferno ones were like spicy or something. Uh, and I know one of those Inferno ones is a strawberry jalapeno one that I'm just never going to try because that sounds fucking garbage. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I think, yeah, there, there's, they're supposed to like make you warmer and stuff. I don't, I don't really give a shit about it, uh, but I haven't tried that. I've tried their melon mania and that's also an okay, okay sip. I'm not too big on it. And, uh. Rounding those out, uh, Bang has a couple of watermelon flavors. They have yeah, their. Bad. No, they're still. I mean, they're still making Bang. Like, uh, I still. I went to the to the grocery store like today and and got a couple of Bangs, and they're, they're restocking nice. their shelves. Yeah. Um, but Bang has their. I think it's Wild and Watermelon. Yeah. Um. Eh, not one of the better Bangs. Um. Try it if you want to. I got no no beef with it, but like of of all the watermelon drinks on the market, it's it's you know not your best choice. But they also have a wild and watermelon tea. Mm-hmm. That you got to go get that shit, man. You got to go find it. You got to go get it. They they have a lot of tea. Yeah, I've noticed that. And I will get to another one of those later. Uh, but for now, uh, bringing it back, I'm gonna. Just, I guess, uh, rate all of these really quick. I got Monster Watermelon, uh, the the Watermelon Rehab. Um, I'm putting that at I'm putting that at a solid eight out of ten, man. It's just it's just classic. It's a classic. I'm declaring that a classic. Um, the uh, Ultra Watermelon, that that's a seven out of ten. Still pretty good, but you can do better. Uh, Red Bull's watermelon. I'm knocking that all the way down to a five. I don't care Oof. for it. I don't think Oof. anybody needs it. Uh, Rain melon mania. I I I'd almost even think of that as a four. It's just it's unappealing, man. It's try it once to try it because it's like not watermelon. It's just melon, and then you never want to try it again. Um, bang wild and watermelon. That's another five out of ten. It's it's there, you know. If if you're a fan of Bang, you might like it. Um, other than that, you know, if you already don't like Bang, you're not going to like this one. And uh, the Bang Wild and Watermelon uh, Tea, 
Oh. I'm I'm bumping that up to a seven out of ten, man. That's that's only a really a good seven. Tip. It's not a classic. It's not a classic. So it can't be an eight. But it's it's out there. It's good. Try it. The man does not want to risk his reputation by calling the watermelon <laughs> sweet tea. Man, could you imagine the risk getting the watermelon sweet tea as the sip of the day? And it turns out it was bad. Marcus said, Yeah, that's a classic. Bro, <laughs> would be clowned to oblivion. Yeah, I'm. I'm not. I'm not losing all the clout that I worked hard to earn on a on a bang Super watermelon music. sweet tea. I've uh, I've got three that I'm gonna review. Uh, two of them are like reduxes, similar to uh, to revisiting. The first one in this in this trying time of sips getting expensive. Singular cans at Walmart, $2.30. That's an outrage. I mean, the Kickstart ones, I think, are a little bit less, but do those count? I mean, like, what are we calling those? The Mountain Dew um, Kickstarts? I, I think we decided a long time ago that for something to be certified as a sip, it's got to have at least 100 milligrams of caffeine, and I think those Kickstarts don't have that. I would say more than that. I would say 160. Like what I would say whatever the bottom for monster is, like that's the very bottom of this. So so I guess kickstarts aren't gonna fit in that. But so okay. Two dollars and thirty cents at Walmart, cheapest place on earth, you know, for, for poor people, because they go there all the time. Um that's not good. You know, you can get the cases where they're less, yeah, sure, but sometimes you, sometimes they don't exist. Like they're sometimes they're only sold to singular cans. Sometimes they only put bad flavors in the cases. That's a, that's certainly true for a lot of these monster ones. They're putting a lot. They're making a lot of bad decisions over here with 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 what they're putting in cases. They put the Fiesta shit in cases. They put um they put the I think the Chaos Orange gets in into uh into cases. Like stop, just, just put the good ones in there. The good ones being Ultra PG Keen Pipeline Punch, the the Pipeline Juice Punch thing. And uh, maybe some other zero trigger ones, but that's it. You got it, and 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 the Aussie T, the Aussie T one is fucking phenomenal. Um, so what is a man to do? Well, he goes to Aldi, of course, the actual <laughs> cheapest place on earth. Um, that is certainly the cheapest, but there's no undercutting Aldi. So Aldi sells four energy drinks. Well, they sell the they sell their silly little Red Bull garbage, but I don't buy that, so I don't count it. They sell four gridlock energy drinks. First one is their mainline gridlock energy flavor. Now, I've got to say, I think when I first had it, I probably rated it like an 8 out of 10 years ago. Like, this is decent, and it's cheap. Um, no, it's not. That's a, that's a solid five. That's, the, that's very clearly <laughs> the great value version of the normal monster can, which whose flavor, I will say, has been very consistent throughout the entire year. Like and by year I mean like the all time of drinking sip. It is it is barely changed. Uh, it's a the the gridlock normal is it, it's not good. It's syrupy. It tastes like it's a bad mixture of of like a monster. But they just shove them in the gridlock hands. Uh, not a big fan. The second of the four is their is their ultra white, and that's that's very tough to find in my Aldi. They have not they have not restocked uh, numbers two and three for a long time. Their ultra white gridlock. I gotta say, ultra white is done very well by most energy drink brands. 
Gridlock probably does it like near the lowest. Now, it's not hard to make the white one, but it's got to taste crisp. And most of these, I think, are like some citrusy, grapefruity mixture, but they've just always been white because Monster did it, so that's just how it is. Um, the Gridlock Ultra White, it's like a, it's like a very, very high six or a low seven like the 7.0001 something like that um gotta say it's just all right but it's barely in the store anyway so whatever third one is the is the red they have like a they have like a code red version of gridlock and it's it's very rare it's like ultra rare do not steal um <laughs> it's it's actually pretty good i like the i like the red gridlock but it's never there so yeah it's it's like an eight it's it's in there it's a good red energy drink i also had to say i'm pretty supposed to liking red energy drinks we'll talk about that in a bit um fourth one is what i'm talking about primarily it's the low calorie i thought i thought it was low carb because the monster can't said low carb it's not i don't read it actually says low calorie um gotta say this is a nice smooth crisp sip it's not overbearing it's not ultra syrupy it's not got all the cancer that's in the gridlock energy normal and uh you could you could easily sip on this i have no idea how much caffeine is in it it's probably like 160 140 it's very small um it's good and it's like 150 compared to this 230 bullshit that's happening in every other store um you could you know your deals will be two for four um that used to be the standard they're now deals um this giving a thumbs down to that um so yeah thanks biden yeah this is this is biden's america you have to pay up if you want energy drinks the construction workers are literally going to start killing themselves because um, <laughs> they drink that shit all the time they're probably going to bankrupt Thank you for bankrupting our construction workers. Fucking geriatric piece of shit. Um, so yeah, I've got to say the low calorie gridlock for value and for comfort. That's that's what you get right now. That's that's the game. That's the game. Everything's been turned into an economics game. Uh, I'm not buying your Alani. I'm not buying your Zoa. I'm not buying even Ghost is now like two fifty or two thirty or something. The the honeymoon is over with Ghost, and Celsius cans are smaller, and they're like two twenty. So get, get this, get all this shit out of my face, right? I mean, bang, you can get for two two for four, and maybe some Rockstar cans. That's it. That's that's what your two for four is. So, uh, yeah, I'm I'm upset at all this. Um, but then the second one of the three. Is uh is going back to what I said about red energy drinks. I'm going to talk about that white rain rain inferno red dragon can. Um, I'm going to compare this as if you got your dick sucked by like a very electrostatic red dragon. Um, I gotta say I don't know if that's something I would like or not. Yeah, it's it's very jolty. It's like 300 milligrams of caffeine. If you don't take at least an hour to sip on this, you are gonna feel something. This is a this is a light sippy sort of drink. This is not like a chug this down. You'll you're not gonna want to do that. Like you're just not gonna want to do that. Your heart's not gonna feel so good in a bit. Um, so I've got to say, very good sip drink. I think it's very hard to fuck up red. Like what? Like what? What's the worst red drink that you've had ever? 
It has to be like has to be cherry or or a fruit punch, I suppose. Oh, of of we're not just talking about energy drinks here. We're talking about any drink. Yeah, I guess so. We'll do any any drink. The worst red drink that I've ever had. Um, I don't know how people drink tomato juice in general. Oh come on, that does not count. I mean, like the artificial red flavoring. Um, I don't know if I've. I don't know if I've really had one. Like the thing the that man's comes fucking to my... thing about tomato juice is a fucking <laughs> red drink. Get the fuck out of here. I don't know if um, I I can't think of anything off the top of my head. The only thing that comes to mind is um, if we're talking cherry flavors. I fucking hate that bang black cherry vanilla thing. That that's disgusting. That garbage. barely count. That's a cola. That's not really right. like a, well. That's not like a red drink. I don't. It, I, it's not really a cola. Like, there's no cola flavor in there, but it's it's a clear drink anyway. So it's you know we'll, we'll avoid that that can of worms. Um, hmm. It's tough, right? Yeah, that's all I got. I think you you definitely sidestepping what I'm think what I was thinking though. Like, where what code red? Nah, code red's delicious. Like all the red energy drinks you've ever had. No, they're all fucking good. Yeah, red dragon. It's fucking good. And it's really caffeinated. Also, it's probably got that like beta alanine, beta carotene, um, ketamine shit in it. So, um, dude, when are we getting ketamine drinks? Oh my god! I gotta say the uh, the the section, the separate section of energy drinks that are trying to sell themselves as like a an, a dietary supplement or an enhancement, it's getting way too big. Um, that's disgusting. Like people that are in fitness, you should not be drinking that shit. It is not good for you. Like. Just drink a powder, like do get the powder, like uh, pre workouts. Stop. Just have a coffee if you need such like a big jolt before you go to the gym. Like that's not bad. So, yeah, but then you got to take the time to brew the coffee or whatever. You could you could automatically set it. You could like set a timer to where it starts. No, I know they make like smart coffee makers and stuff but like really you want uh you want amazon to know when you're making your coffee every day you want to sell out to fucking corporate overlords and and sign up for government spying like that hell no bro i don't do that shit i just you know go on my phone and computer and shit bro there's like 30 like 30 dollars and they have a they have a clock on them and you could set am and pm on it and it doesn't have any fucking Wi-Fi bullshit built into it, my man. Like they really make those? Yeah, f- fucking everyone's got one, man. Like everyone being me. <laughs> but yeah, I also uh, on the same vein, I walked by the dietary supplement section. Alani is selling protein powder, or I'm not sure if it's protein powder, but it's some sort of fucking powder. And it's in a very small container, and I bet that well, shit's really expensive. Yeah, Miss Alani is a is a you know real gym rat, so that makes enough sense. Yeah, this is a. I, I'm not a fan of that. I, I just saw the Alani like in a in a like a protein powder, but like a small one, like a protein powder container. Mm-hmm. I just I I'm disgusted by the Alani branding branding now. I'm I'm just disgusted. The one time I had fucking cosmic Alani and it was grape flavored, like the most explicit grape flavor on your taste buds. I'm I was I was very livid. I'm still livid. Fuck Alani, stupid bitch. <laughs> Third flavor that I'm going to talk about is I said before 
that my two weaknesses are dreamsicle flavor and key lime pie flavor. Motherfucker, I had the rain dreamsicle again, and that shit must have like 70 billion grams of sugar in it. That shit is way too sweet. And when I'm driving for three hours, I, I you know, I kind of maybe think I want a little more of a hearty energy drink rather than like a super duper sweet one that ta- makes my mouth feel like I'm sucking a dick in Candyland, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I'm moving it down. It used to be like an eight or a nine. Guess what? It's a six now. Fuck you, stupid ass dreamsicle. <laughs> and I haven't had a great key lime flavor either, so I'm getting ripped off by the energy drink flavored people. People and businessmen fucking we need a dreamsicle flavor. And then the crafters are like, yes, we'll add sugar to it. Displeased, displeased. Um nowadays what I've got in my fridge. So I've got a, a one can of the of the Monster White Ultra, the classic, the classic sip. Um, just because it's the, it was the least. I had to go to Walmart and get a bunch of cat stuff. So I uh, walked by and I'm just like, yeah, I'll just fucking, I'll just. This is like a stopgap. The stopgap between gridlocks uh, is a is a four pack of Monster White Ultra. So that's what's in my fridge right now. We're very empty on sips in my fridge. I mean, yeah, that's that's always a good one to keep around. Um, but that was the last one of of your of your short list right there, right? Yeah. So I think this is a good time to bring it back around to uh, my experience uh, with the uh, with the Code Red Energy drink that we had. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. In North Carolina. Yeah. <sighs> Motherfucker, I need more. You'll <laughs> never find it again, right? I'm so I I never see it anywhere here, Uh, but Code Red. You know what? I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna say it. I see you, Baja Blast. I see you. I see you, Livewire. I see you. Uh, Pitch Black. I don't really see you. um, Don't even fucking see Livewire. Fuck you. Oh, get the fuck out of here. Major Melon. Major Melon. Motherfucking Major Melon. I see you, Major Melon. But Code Red is the best Mountain Dew of all time. Of all time. Of all time. I'll be honest. There's one underrated one that never really got its spotlight. Well, that never really continued after it got its spotlight. That spiked pineapple cactus thing that was at a Taco Bell that never really made it big. I'm upset that it never made it big, man. I'm not saying it rivals Code Red. That was one that was underrated. Never got its sunlight. They they made. Did you ever try that other like the Baja pineapple one? I wanted to, but I never did. Just never did. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. I see you, Baja pineapple. I see you. Glad. But no, Code Red, best Mountain Dew of all time. Um, that Mountain Dew Code Red energy drink. I, I look, Mountain Dew. If you're listening, I will. I will get a tattoo of of the the mountain dew logo um i will get a tramp stamp of the mountain dew logo <laughs> if you promise to supply me with a lifetime of code red energy drinks i need that shit i need it i need it so much that's a good energy drink man that's a solid mountain dew making energy drinks is very good um mountain dew i will also say when they made their hard the sodas you know, the hard code red. What, what fucking took you so long? What fucking took you so long? 
Man, college kids have been doing that for a long time. <laughs> they're like, oh, we should fucking try that. Oh, Bro, that Microsoft it, Excel or something? Or what? <laughs> Windows. Windows 7. <laughs> the, uh, the Internet browser. <laughs> Internet Explorer. <laughs> No, but bro, that used to be my shit. Uh, back in back in college was um, it was the Rockstar punched, that Rockstar punched with like, fucking. I I feel like that must have had either like two hundred forty or three hundred milligrams of caffeine and an absolute fucking unholy amount of sugar in there too. Yeah, I used to just get the bottle of White Captain and just mix the two of those, and that was a that was a blackout night, man. Every time, every fucking time. It took them so long to finally come around to it, but they're they're making good energy drinks. They gotta make they gotta really stick to the core flavors because all of those, all those white cans with the, uh, with like the colored, uh, what do you I guess lion the colored lion, man. No one wants any of that shit. The Baja Blast one is bright green, like teal aqua aquamarine whatever bullshit. The code red one, the nice red bright. No one's gonna look at those Mountain Dew cans and think, "Oh, I want to fucking try them, bro." Your your cans are shit. Rethink that. Yeah, and I mean, all of those. I think they're Mountain Dew Rise or something like that. Um, none of them are 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 good. Uh, like like you're saying, the Baja Blast one. It's a great looking can, and it also tastes great. Yeah. Code Red, great looking can, also tastes great. Uh, all the fucking rest of them, like like tropical mango bullshit like just no stop it yeah. uh fucking like pomegranate blueberry shit <laughs> mediocre mistake mediocre at best yeah i will also say because you reminded me of the the sips that we had i had that i had a rip it i had a red white blue <laughs> rip it man i mean that was forgettable and i had it I, it's it's not good like it's not good. Rippet I don't think rippets are supposed to be good though. Uh shout out to the military for, you know, keeping them alive. Um you remember that story, right? About military people drinking rippets for fun. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, shout out shout out to the military for the one good thing they do, I suppose. Rippets uh rippets have gotta start selling for like one fifty max. Because then they'll break into the market. But that shit sucks, man. Those are not good energy drinks. Good. Now, now that you bring it up, um, you know what would be like a great recruiting tool for uh, the the United States military? What? Just let people in the military do coke. If if you join the military, you cocaine is legal for you. You know how many people would fucking sign up for that shit? Yeah, I think a lot of people would sign up for that shit. So, uh, so how how pure would this cocaine be? I mean, it's got to be the best, right? This is right from the CIA's, yeah, yeah, the jungles in Colombia and shit, <laughs> right out of those fucking mountainside. Uh, I, I mean, I was gonna call them laboratories. Those things aren't laboratories. We've seen what they look like. They're like just little, yeah, dude, little, like a couple pots and a shack of of like a. You don't even call it a tent. The, Bro, they're very I, low quality. I've I've watched Narcos. I know how it goes. Yeah, I've watched so, Snowfall. I I get it. I think it'd be a good pitch. You know, you'd, you'd get some. I think you'd get like a very small amount of people that would use it responsibly to like. You know, we've talked about microdosing a little bit here and there. 
I think with Coke, you could probably do it. Yeah, Any, so like, major stimulant, you know? Because they used to put it in Coca-Cola, and they, everyone turned out fine. I mean, yeah, yeah, we had a couple world wars, but... Eh. <laughs> it's a price to pay. Yeah, I think, um, wasn't it, meth was invented in, in Nazi Germany to, to help keep them awake or something? Either Germany or Japan. Um, but I want to say it was Germany. It probably is Germany. To keep, like, manufacturer workers awake? No, to, to keep, like, soldiers awake. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I could see that being kind of made. You had the best chemists in the world there. Why not? Yeah. Um, big um, big enemy of the show, um, Adolf Hitler. He uh, he, he really liked his, co- his, his meth. Yeah, man. He was... Uh... I've seen the I've seen those videos of him tweaking at shit. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty nuts, man. <laughs> the, that whole like the the fucking like that the the 30s and the 40s just seem like just this absolutely. I mean, yeah, things are still like kind of crazy and shit now, but people were just on literally on some other shit back then, man. Yeah, things things did not mean as much. They didn't matter as much in the in the end, but. <laughs> We all got there. We all got here. So, I mean, all we're saying is, you know, just give it a little bit of that good stuff. You know what I'm saying? You know, we would probably be a lot better, more like more productive, you know? Yeah, definitely. With with meth and coke. Yeah. I'll be dead honest. I, I still wouldn't do it. As long as long as the fentanyl shit is out of control, I'm not I'm I'm not I'm not in Well, I mean, you know, that's the whole thing is that if it was legal, um, you would be able to like actually just get your shit like lab tested and stuff. And if it pops for pops for that Fenny, then um, like, damn, I'm I'm not buying from that um, Walmart again. Don't they do that in some states like you can states with high heroin use? Yeah, I know you can. Um, Well, I don't I don't know how easy it would be to see if your heroin has Fenton in it because they're both opiates. Um but there are like some places you can like sorry excuse me um you can mail your stash to like some or a part of your stash to some place somewhere um and they'll they'll test it for you and and get back to you and tell you like if it is what if it is like at least close to what it says it's supposed to be for Don't whatever, they do whatever that in Oregon? I feel like they may do that in Oregon it was it sounds one of the like, things that I that kind of got slipped in with one of those drug bills. I mean, it sounds like an organ thing. Yeah, I, uh, I've, uh, I've, I, I would like to see that happen. It's just, you know, as long as it's still a big problem, I've, I've heard about it getting into pills now too. So, I mean, I will say, you know, MDMA, good friend of the show, um, probably not going to do that. Probably not ever going to do that either. Not until. Not until it's something's under control. Yeah, I mean, you just you. I wonder if that's also like part of the part of the point of it. Like, you know, if we were getting on some completely baseless conspiracy shit, if that was, you know, if if there were higher forces um, spiking street drugs with fent just to to either like, you know, kill people that end up doing it or scare enough people away from it so that now nobody can have any more fun. Dude, I'll be honest. Yeah. I, I kind of agree with it, and, and you know what? It's gonna, it's gonna kind of work. I'm, I'm yeah. gonna let it work. I'm not, I'm not. It, it ain't that important. 
Yeah. Uh, it's, it's not, it's just not worth the risk these days. Yeah. Um, good, good baseless conspiracy theory to bring up. Cause like, I, I, I fucking believe it completely. <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be done honest. I'll be done honest. I fully believe it. And I mean, and I'm it's only... just kind of getting worse and like no one's speaking out about it on a higher level and it's just kind of happening. Yeah. I'm, I'm only saying it's baseless because I don't, have any like actual evidence for that and i don't want um spotify to to mark us as disinformation because although that might actually get us more listeners they're like oh <laughs> what are these guys talking about then? let's get the ufo people in here um so i'm gonna i'm gonna flip it over i'm gonna flip uh kind of to a similar musical trend and maybe you could do your album afterwards but I was uh, was kind of dicking around on uh, Google Trends. It's Google Trends is kind of nice. I like Google Trends to uh, to um, for certain certain like just if I have a hunch on something that something is getting more searches or not. Uh, so I was looking around on Google Trends because I had a hunch on a certain musical genre that was that I believe maybe was gaining popularity, and I just sent the Google Trends result to you and. Sure enough, what do you know? It sure was. <laughs> now I've also I've also control tested this with other genres. I've done it with dubstep. I've done it with power metal, and I've done it with like a. I think I've done it with bluegrass. It's it's very. This is very much I believe genuine. Um. So, first, want you to take a guess. What genre do you think that is? This is Midwest emo. You are correct. It yeah. is Midwest. <laughs> you are one for one. Uh, and I'm not, I don't have any more. You are correct. Like you, <laughs> you should have played the you should have played the cheers. <laughs> so um, yeah, Midwest emo. Uh, I decided to look this up because as I'm writing, there's typical there's typically some days. Uh, I started writing a little bit on Sunday. And I wanted to, I usually kind of look up like, you know, a genre mix on YouTube if I don't have any like uh, albums that I really want to listen to or certain songs that I just have in a playlist. I just, you know, I kind of see what's out there on the on the new mixes, you know, within the last year or two. So I put in a Midwest emo mix. Motherfucker, there are a lot of them. There are a lot of these mixes. And, and I would say probably 70% of them are pretty bad because they kind of mix in like quotes of, of like angst and suffering from like TV shows like Friends. Uh, <laughs> or they do that one video of the of the guy. They call it they call him moped guy or moped breakup guy. But there was a clip that got very popular of a guy that basically saying like, you're just going to choose the other guy and it's never me and I'm always alone. Get all about me. Guess what? That's what's gonna happen. He's not gonna let me be your friend. He's not gonna let us do stuff together. There's no way it's gonna be able to work. And you're gonna have to come to a point where you're gonna judge him for me. You're gonna choose him. You will. Because that's what everyone does. That's what always happens. It's never me. I'm never gonna know. I'm... Ah! What happened to best friend? And then he drives away on his moped. Uh, and that one's got sampled a lot of times on these. Like, yeah, it was very cliche. Like everyone knew, like once that clip came out, it's like, oh, well, Midwest Emo just got their their sample <laughs> for the next three years. Um, 
there's there's all these sorts of things and, and some of them are actually pretty good i listened to one uh midwest emo mixtape i'll try and actually let me i will try and find it they've got a ton of um this stuff so i kind of noticed that the peak was beginning before COVID. so this is not a purely COVID peak uh, but it was definitely beginning and i want to say october of 2019 um so this is definitely I, I think it's kind of becoming the 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 dare i say zoomer nostalgia like you know rediscovering a genre from 20 you know 15 to 10 to 20 years ago and stuff um but i i think it's somewhat happening and i wanted I think, to make this known yeah no i think you're you're 100 percent right about that um you know that video i sent uh to the to the elite music taste chat um of the of the guy doing like a, a midwest emo riff over that like yeah, scene yeah, from yeah. marriage story there's a lot of videos like that on youtube that <laughs> look you know they're like the vertical ones that are probably posted on tiktok too um of just like somebody taking some clip from some emotional clip from like a a, a tv show or a movie like you're saying like with the friendship or whatever and um i've, I've seen one with like from from spongebob of course because that's getting the crossover appeal um and they'll just do like a little you know mathy twinkly riff over it and you're like you know what this sounds like yeah this this could have been a midwest emo song um but yeah i think this is this is like zoomers really like midwest emo for some reason i'm i'm not i'm not sure why this is the genre they picked like i feel like millennials were a bit more into shoegaze if we're talking about kind of dead uh 90s like rock scenes um but yeah zoomers they're 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 really big on this midwest emo stuff and i feel like the states the top three states in this chart that you sent kind of they kind of give it away iowa indiana and kentucky that's that's prime midwest emo territory so I looked at it on my on my computer too a different time and the and the trend was a little bit different in the states that were I think Nevada was in third. So I want to say looking at this one, the states that are in fourth and fifth are Nevada and Missouri. Now, I'm not sure what's going on in Nevada, but Missouri definitely fits into this whole thing. Uh, they are I I will say I do think Missouri is a Midwest state. Um, I don't think they are a Southern state. I think maybe the Ozarks, the Ozarks, southern half of Missouri is a, is a southern state, but the north half of it is not. You know what? That's that's contentious and could be argued, but I, I see your point. I'll, I'll concede it. I whatever wherever the University of Missouri is, that place is not southern. I, that's all I'm. That's all I'm going to say. Um, but yeah, it's definitely it's definitely on the rise. And you know what? I hope something good comes out of it because that would be something where. You know, if if people are actually willing to put in the effort to try and make some something good from this, yeah, I would I would be fine with some more Midwest emo dropping in. Uh, these mix, some of these mixes are good. I'm trying to find the one that I really liked, but it's not coming up in my history, and I'm and I'm basing it off my memory of a very certain, very specific sunset image of. I'll be honest, most of these are like sunset images of like average to middle class plus like upper middle class like suburbs as the sun is fading in summer and the other half of them is literally the animal or the american football house uh in some regard in some angle and in some regard or some house that looks very much like it um so yeah uh 
I think they gotta they gotta add some diversity in the images that they're putting on that they're putting in these videos. But uh, otherwise, you know, I I hope it catches on. I hope they keep going with it. Let's let's, let's get some good albums in here because American football is not dropping any of them nowadays. So we need some we need something to get in there. So uh, that's my that's my that's my trend. That's my notice. Uh, you listened to an album this week by a girl. I oh, did. So. I did. Um, this is a girl who uh, goes by the name of of Way Way Wayis Wayis We Blood Ways Blood is. I've always said it in my head as Ways Blood, but I'm not. Is that how you say it? Um, I don't know. I'm saying it in my head as Wayis Blood. Right. I don't know if that's a like... little bit different from yours, uh, but I don't think I'm right. And I'm actually like probably willing to bet that I'm not right. Well, no, I mean I've I can I can see that one too. Uh, but anyway, this is uh currently the number twenty two album of twenty twenty two and uh number four thousand twenty overall. So you know it's bolded. Uh it came out November eighteenth and it's called End in the Darkness, Hearts Aglow. Which you know, I kind of like that title. It's it's real poetic and shit, and I I fuck with some poetic titles every now and again. Mm-hmm. Um, Way's Blood really took off with her last album. Um, it's called Titanic Rising. Uh, wh- how do, what is what is this pronunciation? I think it's wise. Like wise Oh, okay. W. So so if you hover over, sorry, if you hover over the the pronunciation like. I don't know what you call that. Uh, it says Z as in Zoom, I as in Tide, and then yeah. uh, the 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 upside down V is U in Cut. So way eyes blood, way eyes blood. The AI is I as in Tide. So maybe wise blood. I think wise blood sounds right. Um. But yeah, okay, cool. Uh, Wise Blood really took off in 2019 with uh, the famous album Titanic Rising, uh, which is sitting at a 3.93, number two for 2019, number 271 overall. So Wise Blood, canon, RYM canon. Um, I was not very into Titanic Rising. Um, I just, I, I don't, I barely, even, I don't remember it. I'll, I'll be honest, I don't remember it. It was that uneventful for me. This new one's basically the same thing, man. Um, it's 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 forty six minutes of like like decent good singing um, that has like you know very like journal entry lyrics um, with like pleasant background music going on. Like sometimes there's some some strings. I think I noticed a harp at one point. Um, it's usually pretty mid-tempo stuff. Sometimes it gets a little slow, but it never really gets too fast. Um, I I don't find the vocals on here impressive, really. I I don't I don't know why everyone seems to be praising them so much. Um, on the first page of the reviews right now, Mark Mars says uh, Wise brings a more vocal and lyrical emphasis on this album. Well, fuck, I didn't notice that. Um, Polystylism says the instrumentation is so magnificent, such a wide array of instruments used at the seeming 
seemingly the perfect times. Um, it's it's okay, I guess. There's like maybe seven different instruments you can hear on here. I don't I don't really think there's a wide array. Like there's not a whole lot of variety in these songs, so I don't know what they're saying there. Um, Hayden's D says the arrangements are just sublime. Uh, strong disagree there, buddy. Um, this is it's just it's 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 background music, man. This is this is something your grandma puts on when she's reading um shitty crime books. You know, like this is this is something that. You hear it's not even it's not even coffee shop music because at least coffee shop music has to have a little bit more rhythm to it to like make people feel like they're cool for listening to it. But this is just slow, boring nothings. Um, I mean, it's pleasant usually, but it's never impressive, in my opinion. And as far as like the whole like female art pop thing goes, if, if you can kind of call this art pop, I don't I don't know if that's 100 percent accurate here, but. Maybe I'm just I'm I'm giving more fake news, but you know, just as a vocalist, she gets blown the fuck out by somebody like Fiona Apple or like PJ Harvey or something. So I I want I want you know I want those those people to succeed. But Wise Blood, I don't I got no love for you, Wise Blood. I'm sorry. Um, God turned me into a flower. That's the most boring song I've listened to all year. It's it's the longest song on the album. I want to say it's it's. It's six minutes and 26 seconds long. Um, it's the highest rated track on the album right now. It's got a, a 4.5 track rating. Nothing happens, man. Nothing happens. Yo, refresh the comment box and look at the newest one. Let's see. Uh... <laughs> That's very accurate. Joanna Newsom, if she boring. Yeah, I could, I could see that. Um, but then it wouldn't be Joanna Newsom. Uh, so again, I mean, you, you, when I brought up that this was going to be what I was listening to, you mentioned the phrase RYM bait and I don't get it. I don't, get I, what, I don't get why they love her. I think that's an accurate tag. Um, it feels right, but I think we should maybe dig into what that means for something to be RYM bait, because you know, those albums, when you see them. Um, this one, I'm not, I, I know, like, I have the strong feeling that this is RYM bait, but other than like, you know, there's, there's female vocals and it's got very lush production. Um, other than that, I don't, I'm wondering if you can help me identify what exactly is making this RYM bait. Cause it is, but I, I can't express why. Um, I would say that wise blood falls into a category of, of certain other musicians that produces very boring baroque pop i i've i've listened i've i've kind of tagged around on on the on the album for this one on the streaming thing uh it sounds incredibly dull like just incredibly dull it sounds but but her voice is very smooth it's 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 like the safest it's like the safest album of all time there's nothing on here that really like moves me there's nothing on here that like it's it's just female vocals that are very smooth and there's no it doesn't what's innovative about this like what this now as far as why wise blood would be i mean what is she where did she come from like she she had titanic rising 
I, I don't know why people decided in 2019 that she was suddenly, and I, I suppose that she had a little bit more uptick in 2016 from, uh, from the innocent innocence in 2014. I guess, honestly, if I'm going to say it, I guess if, if a female solo singer songwriter just makes music long enough that she will eventually gather a crowd. Am I wrong? Do you like, of course, I'm, I'm like trying to ask you about people that you wouldn't know of because they never developed a crowd, but most of these, most of the female singer songwriters and, and pop artists that make very, you know, milk toast surface music that, you know, is it just sounds very eloquent. They're going to pick up some, they're going to pick up some following after a long enough time. You know, the production value gets better. Maybe she signed to a new label in 2016. And, you know, then her popularity just became tied because she was with the label. But as far as why it's RYM bait, man, I don't know. Like, I don't know. It's it's a name, I suppose. I think I figured it out. I'm Uh-oh. sending you this picture right now. Uh, oh, man. Oh, I remember that photo. Yeah. Yeah, maybe it was 2016. I think that's what it was. It was 2016. And uh, I can't remember if it was on Reddit or not. But if it was on Reddit or or some other site. But they had... Oh, man. Yeah, I think they just thought she was cute. And that was really it. Like, you know, people were fawning over the the really cute girl. And they found out she was a musician. And uh, maybe Bernie gave her a shout out or something. And then her career went on from there. Yeah, she's she's uh, pretty and has um, progressive politics apparently. So that's that's always gonna bump you up a few points on RYM. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is just it's not it's just not interesting. It's kind of like like uh, like last week I was saying about the Black Midi album, how it just it didn't it it was very like technical, uh, but it didn't feel like there was any real emotional grounding. Yeah. This is like on the other side of that, where it's it's definitely attempting to um, display a lot of emotion, and I'm I'm sure it it touches some people, and you know, good for you if you like it. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say you can't connect with the music you like in whatever way you want to connect to it. But for me, it's like it's there there was just not any emotions that I could really feel coming through this. Maybe they were there in the lyrics. Um, so if this was like poetry or something, that might be cool. But um, as far as the music goes, it's just it's like you're saying it's it's so safe. It's just too safe to really feel like real emotion to me. Um, so I can't get behind it. Um, Wise blood. Um, um, you, you didn't you didn't annoy me, um, but this just doesn't hit with me at all. So I'm, I'm giving this a two point five. It's just it's there. It exists. A lot of people are going to like it. Um, I'm, I'm never going to listen to it again. Titanic Rising has almost thir- almost 23,000 uh, ratings. And it's at a 3.93. This one has 3,500. Is it a 3.95? So I think it's safe to say that this one's going to end up in a 3.7 range. No. Yeah. You know what? This will be a 3.8 range because it's ROM and they love this girl. Um, but I, yeah, I got to agree. I don't know what they see in her. I do want to know is how they made the the album art for for Titanic Rising. I, that's that's kind of always been on my mind. Like, how do they do that? 
it's pretty good art dude that's that's probably why i gave it a chance in the first place even like knowing that i probably wasn't gonna like it was like that's that's some damn good art i really like it that i will say that that's probably the best part of the album is it's got it it's got very like you know top of the top of the pyramid uh tier album art like did they actually fill a whole room with water i i would probably not but like i like how it looks yeah her hair's probably got like a ton of gel in it and stuff um i see the feet feet are there all right another reason why uh people caught on to this <laughs> we now saying to go listen to this but then they also have a computer in there like why would you put the computer underwater like that's not a good right. idea right yes it's lamp. definitely not and actually the lamps on Right? Yeah, so it, there's there's some there's some trickery going on in there. There's some some some, um, some chicanery going on in there. Yeah, I know. She, I mean, they didn't really fill the whole room with water, but like I'd like to believe they did. You know, the the blinds are all are you know they look like they're submerged. Looks it's, cool. It's two two filters on Photoshop. Yeah, probably. Uh, it, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, honestly, no. The more I look at it, the worse it gets. <laughs> um. So I wanted to ask then, we're talking about music, what is an old album that you recently revisited? Oh, man. See, I was going to forget about this one. Um, but yeah, there's a, been a certain mainline studio discography that I've been holding off on finishing, um, at least with regard to the new account, because I'd finished it on the old account and you know, coming back and going through it all over again. I um I just, I just hadn't gotten to this band's last official studio album yet. And I think, you know, part of it is like I just didn't want that ride to end. I just I was holding on to it with the with the idea that like you know, it's 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 still not over yet. Um cuz this is a band called Sonic Youth and I finally Finally, after, you know, basically binging through, um, you know, the first half of their discography and then making my way a little bit slower through things after that, um, I finally made it back to the Eternal. Okay. Their last album came out in 2009. Um, it was, um, you know, I don't, I don't think anybody really knew it would be the end uh at the time but the band um had been struggling with uh their their inner chemistry for a while after uh thurston moore was uh to make the the overdone pun um very frequently thurston for more <laughs> and getting a lot on the side and it got to a point where him and kim just both kind of realized that like they can't do the band with each other anymore it's just it just wasn't going to work but um coming back to it i i wanted to approach it with a more open mind because i felt like maybe i didn't give it its give it its due the first time around because that's that's happened to me with a with a good few number of albums where it's just part of like some artists that i really like it's just part of their discography and i, I just you know, don't like it as much as I like the other stuff because maybe I was just expecting different things and then I come back to it later and I'm like, oh, no, wait, actually, that's pretty good. Um, especially liking Rather Ripped as much as I do, I feel like that's a very 
accurately, maybe one of the, at least on RLIM, you know, the most accurately rated albums um, that I know of. It's, it's at a 3.51 right now. I mean, I have it as a 3.5, but like, it's, it's like, that's a, for an RLIM rating, that's how, that's somewhere that's like, that album could be good, um, but it's just not super noteworthy. And I think that's, that's a good take on it. Um, so I, I, like I've been saying, I, I finally made my way back to the Eternal recently. It was actually worse than I remembered, man. Dang, it was, it was worse than you remembered. I'm, I'm finally at the point where, as much as it hurts me to say, uh, their last album is their worst one. The Eternal is their worst album. For, for a long time, I would have held that as either um, Dirty or New York City Ghosts and Flowers. Um, but I've, I've finally come around to the fact that Dirty, at least, that one's just a, just a mixed bag for me. Um, there's a lot of really great songs that I love on it, and there's a lot of really terrible songs that I hate on it. But just because of those great songs, I, I can't I can't say that that's their worst at this point. And um, New York City Ghosts and Flowers, I really don't have too much love for it. I'm I don't I don't know if I'm ever gonna give that one like a full spin again because there's just there's just not enough time in the world to like devote 42 minutes to that one. But it's at least something different, you know. Like I can tell they were at least playing with some some new ideas. Um, but with the Eternal. 56 minutes of, of, of like some 50 year olds very clearly at the end of their career, at least as a band together, it didn't really need to happen. I don't think it needed to happen. Um, actually, no, I, I do think it needed to happen. I just don't think it was a good thing. Um, I, I wrote up a, a really quick review that I was actually probably relatively drunk writing um so i had to i had to edit a lot of the typos out of it after i came back to it but it's it's only a couple sentences so i'll just read it um i say old opinion was that they should have taken rather ripped as a victory lap where a near 30 year old band of 50 plus year olds showed the new kids how to do faceless indie slash alt rock but actually good and quit there new opinion is that the eternal had to be done so we could all see what would have happened if they kept going less a victory Less a victory lap than a realization that if the race wasn't called here, they would have gotten lapped. So basically just all I'm saying there is that they called it quits here uh, because it was just very obvious, at least to me, like in my opinion, that if they would have kept going anywhere past this, then it probably would have fucked with their legacy, actually. Oh, Um, yeah. There's, there's no way they were even going to, there's no way they were ever going to put out another great album at that point in their career. Like I'm not even big into their early 2000s stuff. Uh, Murray Street and Sonic Nurse that are both bolded for, you know, just reasons that I can't comprehend. Um, but they were, they were definitely never going to do, I don't think they'd put out a great album uh, in, in 20 years before that. Like a thousand leaves, I think is their last great album. Um, they they weren't even going to get like close to that quality again. So I'm actually, I'm happy that the eternal exists because I can feel better about uh, the band's end now. 
Like I, I know I wouldn't have enjoyed anything past that really anyway. Yeah. They were finished is what you're saying. And you can yeah. know that they were finished. Yeah. I'm, I'm never going to be wondering like, Oh, what if they had like kept going for another few years? Like if they had called it at rather ripped, I probably would think that I would think, you know, they could have at least put out a couple more albums like this, but it's like, no, that they couldn't. <laughs> they really yeah. couldn't. <laughs> yeah, I got to say, listening to Bouncing Around on the Eternal, it sounds like they don't like playing with each other. And it and Kim sounds old, like versus, you know, the album, of course, from the albums that were 20-ish years prior. Um, I'm I'm good. They, they like, there are some good riffs that are in and out. Um none of them really push the ceiling if you know what i'm saying like they don't they're not really doing a whole lot to to really want to stick around you know in my mind so i've got to agree uh rather or not rather if eternal is is just like take it or leave it like most people are leaving it yeah yeah and i mean you know it's they're they're not doing anything that's even as adventurous as some of the stuff that they might have been doing on Murray Street or Sonic Nurse, but they're also not doing anything that's as catchy as some of the better tracks on Rather Ripped. So it's just, as it's just, it's like, it's almost um, a very bland musical sloppa, you know? Like the noise is there to, to make it a little, to fill it out a little bit, but there's no flavor to it anymore. Yeah. It's just, uh, it's just kind of boring. So, yeah. Um, well, that's a good, I mean, that's still a good, uh, you know, summary of, of the end all the same, you know, at least you can be satisfied knowing that it was finished and they did not need to make any more music. So I think they probably realized it too (laughs) when, when it came out and probably didn't sell very well. And everyone's like, this is kind of boring. Um, so also on your list is another musical thing is the 2022 backlog. What's, what's going on in a backlog? And has got a backlog. This one I really was not going to get around to uh, to talking about because by the time I'd actually listened to it, it was like, okay, this was also just pretty boring. Um, this is a a uh, a band that I used to frequently defend. Uh, the sophomore out there, the I guess it's their junior album actually, uh, but their second, you know, well known album. Um, this band put out an EP this year, actually. Um, Cause I was, I was digging through the EP charts and was like, Oh, I guess they're, yeah, they're, they're still active. They're still doing things. Um, it's a band called liturgy. Have you, have you heard of them? They're still making music. Yeah. What? Right. It's kind of a surprise. Like you just don't hear about them anymore. I have not heard jack shit about liturgy. Um, is this, I'm yeah I'm I've heard a little bit um uh about the I've I've just heard about hack it's and it feels like ha- the any hype that was behind hack just completely died um or not died it, it just very it went away very quickly um just because there was you know it was a nice and it didn't have any lasting power um but they have an EP do they right yeah um I, I agree with what you were saying about hack. Like it came out and some it's people it was were 2019. Like, That's why too. Yeah, and then 2020 right. happened. It's like, oh, okay, nothing exists anymore. 
Yeah. Um, Hack came out and some people were like, oh, this is like the arc work, but good. And motherfuckers, I will stop you right now. I will fucking curb stomp your opinion right there because the arc work is the arc work, but good. You just still have not come around to it. I understand people thinking that the arc work is bad. Okay. I'm not here to to you know try and push that any more than i than i already have because i think it's a great album um there's there's absolutely like one worse than garbage song on there like there's one song that just makes you want to like stop listening to music forever um that's a song called vitriol on that album and i i think even when i come back to the artwork uh, the artwork again to to give it another listen i'm still going to skip that one because i just can't do it again mm-hmm. um but I don't think there's any way to like strongly dislike the arc work and be on board with anything they've done since because it's all just rehashing that idea. But like, oh, nobody, everybody didn't like that we stopped doing the screechy black metal thing. So we're going to keep, we're going to start doing the screechy black metal thing again. And we're, we're, we're good now, right, guys? <laughs> Which is sad because I feel like the arc work is always going to be one of those, um, not not misunderstood albums but it's always going to have a a negative reputation because of uh, one because um the the vocalist who was formerly known as hunter hunt hendrix but now goes by ravenna hunt hendrix um was was doing some some um unfortunately uh trying to express something really creative but also just making it sound bad at some points. Um, but the ideas were there and the really great ideas, like the first 20 minutes of that album, I want to say I'm, I'm, that was some of the most exciting music I listened to all the last decade. I'm, I'm not trading that for anything. Um, but yeah, it's all been just like more metal takes on that since and hack, I think, you know, it was good, but obviously kind of forgettable to me since I haven't, uh, come back to it much since then. Um, their new EP and the blood of God burst the veins of, or as the blood of God burst the veins of time already kind of a shitty title that, that just sounds very self-important and I'm, I'm not, I'm not really into that. Um, it's very cheesy. You need to, you need to dog on the, on the, on the album title far more than you just did <laughs> as the blood of God bursts the veins of time. If this was a literal nobody band, you would scoff at that instantly write it off. It really sounds like something a 15 year old would write and think was, was like really epic sounding, you know, not even like I'm 14 and this is deep, just I'm 15 and this is badass. Um, the, the album itself, um, it's it's just what they were doing earlier, but with even less black metal. So now now there's really like not even I don't think there's like any like blast beats or burst beats or whatever um, they want to call them on this album, which is how I knew that like okay this is not this is at least not the same drummer that was working on um, the artwork and Estetica, um, and I was right on that. There it is a different drummer, which is sad because um, Greg Fox is one of my favorite drummers to really listen to I, I wish i liked some of his other stuff better but i think um you know he, he's a really talented dude and you can definitely feel uh the loss of his presence here i don't know if he was on hack either i, I haven't really looked into that but you can feel that he's not here 
Um, so they're still doing like some some screechy vocal stuff, but that's really like the only bit of black metal that's present here anymore. Uh, the primary genre tags are avant-garde metal and progressive metal, which basically just means that you get a bunch of like kind of weird time signature riffs happening, but they don't really sound like they're connected to each other at all. It's just like, you know, kind of similar to Black Mini, where it's just like, oh, here's a riff. Here's another riff. Here's another riff. Here's like a slight variation on that older riff. Here's some tremolo picking. Oh, here's another riff. And it just, it doesn't go anywhere. It's, it's really bland. It's, 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 it's just meat and potatoes riffs, you know, like they're there. They, they serve the purpose, but you know, lack of seasoning, lack of a side dish, not, not, um, not particularly exciting. So, um, um, I'm putting another 2.5 on this one. I, I think it's there. I'm not upset with it. Um, I know this band is capable of more and it's sad to see some, uh, one of the members that made this grand, this band so great in, in past years is not working with them anymore, but it's an, it's, it's an EP. Okay. So it's only like 20 minutes of your time anyway, if you want to check it out. I was, uh, I'm very surprised to hear the drummer wasn't with them anymore. I, uh, the drummer was very good. I was a very big fan of them on pretty much every prior liturgy work that I had listened to. Um, yeah, I've I've uh, got to say, you pick Ravenna as the name. Like, would that be in your top five? You're gonna do it. Um, that seems like a pretentious name to pick. I've got to say, it is. Uh, it's. I'm not a fan of it. I'm not a fan. Of You're just, right. Of the name, yeah. I, I I think it's I. I would I'd probably go with something like standard than 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 the Ravenna. Ravenna seems right. like you're a Ravenclaw, and you and you always pictured yourself as like a Ravenclaw girl, and uh, you know it's it's very on the nose, like far too on the nose. Yeah, and I guess for for people that aren't aware, um, what we've kind of hinted at or, or you know talked about a little bit is that um, Hunter Hunt Hendricks um, came out as trans before the release of Hack. I want to say. Um, I didn't know that she had picked a new name yet, but I guess she picked the name Ravenna and, you know, yeah, like you get one chance really to, to pick a new name and that's the one you go with. Ravenna is like, I'm smart and I want you to ask me about it. (laughs) (laughs) That actually fits the vibe of like the whole idea of liturgy. actually. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's, I don't have anything else to add to that. I don't. I, I. I'll have to listen to the EP, but I'm. I'm shocked that they're still making music. I did not. I have not heard about them, and I will Probably say that their reason. their album was in 2019, November 2019, and I want to say that the transition actually happened like shortly after. Oh, after. I, I, I at least recall it happened like shortly after. I think it was very, very shortly after, like a month or two. Um, but I, I want to say that that it did not happen before. That's how I remember it anyway. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll, it's an EP. Like, uh, you know, it's better than, you know, Midwest emo mix fucking 64. <laughs> did I ever um, send you that video of like, I think it's like an hour of um, like Doomer, Neo-Noir, instrumental jazz music or something? 
no. <laughs> I wouldn't listen to it either. <laughs> Stupid ass meme genres. <laughs> there's there's some good stuff in there though. I, I like I listened to it for about I actually did put it on for about like twenty minutes and I think um I think I just listened to it because there's like a, a, a Wojak in the um in the picture or whatever. I'll see if I can find it. But I'd say it, it's good for about 20, 20 minutes, maybe. And yeah. then you're like, wow, there's a whole other 40 minutes of this. Yeah, I mean, most of it is just background listening while I write. But in the Midwest emo mix that I was trying to remember, there's like three solid songs in there that I like looked, tried, you know, look down and I'm like, is there a, you know, is there one in the comments? Is there like a, a, a descriptor or like, a, you know, where I can actually find this band? Um, and I think there might have, but I actually don't remember, but there that's, that's every time with those mixes that are like around an hour and a half, you will find three good songs in it. And the rest of it is total background music. Yeah. But that's fine. I mean, at least you find something. Yeah. I mean, I guess it, it does. There's, there's a whole bunch of these though, and they're all uploaded by the same guy and they all have like Wojaks on them, dude. That's kind of silly. Was a mistake. Yeah. I, uh, I, I think that's pretty silly, but um, I uh, I'm gonna give that EP a listen. I'm trying to find a, I've only got the well, one last thing was my was my bad gym story, and you've got your liqueur, homemade liqueur that didn't turn out right, but t- still turned out good. Which one do you want to do? You want which one do you want to do? Um, I can do the liqueur one pretty quick, and then you can close out with the gym story. Oh. Uh, Okay. All right. <laughs> okay. Now I'm actually really excited for okay, it. Okay. No. Can, um, we, can we not close out with the gym story? Play? That's a bad idea. No, nope, we're doing it. This, no. We're doing it. Uh, so I, as longtime listeners might know, although this might be on one oh, of the these fucking thumbnails are so stupid, by the way. I'm sorry. This is the stupidest <laughs> shit. One of them is a oh. taxi driver. Too. Give me a fucking break. All right. Go on. Um, it, it might actually be in one of the hidden bonus episodes, but, um, the first liqueur I made was a blueberry liqueur because I fucking love blueberries. Dude, I fucking love blueberries. And okay, okay. that one, um, it, it's actually, you know, my favorite drink that I made with it was um, just like equal parts of that, uh, lemon juice and white rum. And it just tastes like a blueberry lemonade. And it's fucking amazing. And I need to do that again. But I also wanted to try something new this time. So I... Uh, this was actually about the same time that um, I made that, uh, like the the red plum sauce for the pork chops that I got really sick off of because they were oh, old yeah. and I shouldn't have eaten them. Um, so, you know, callback. We're doing a callback right now. All okay. the big shows do callbacks. Uh, so I had been aging the rest of the plums that I had that I knew I wasn't going to eat before they went bad in two separate liqueurs. Uh, one of which I have tried and finished uh the other of which i have not opened yet the one that i have not opened yet is just a it's just plums i just i just want to see how that comes out on its own so i can see how i might want to adjust it later the one that i did try um was a lot smaller of a batch like it was really only enough for like two drinks um but it was plum honey and cinnamon mm-hmm. uh, first first pro tip that nobody told me but that uh, everybody should know, um, cinnamon does not dissolve 
in alcohol. Um, it just doesn't happen. I didn't know that. I thought it would be like, you know, like most things, like alcohol would, would act as the solvent that it is and solve my problems. And it solved some problems, but not the problem of the cinnamon not dissolving. So there was a lot of like leftover cinnamon particulate um, in the mix because I used powder. What I would do next time instead is use actual cinnamon sticks. Um, another thing is that cinnamon gets, the flavor gets absorbed by the alcohol um, very quickly and very strongly. So another lesson that I learned here is that actually if, if you're, if you're going to try and make a liqueur on your own, um, you really do have to worry about timing. Like there are some things that you're going to want to put in, in the beginning because the flavor of, you know, whatever, like a, like a fruit or something, uh, might take a little longer to, to completely draw out. Um, mm -hmm. but the flavor from the cinnamon comes out really fast. So, uh, what I ended up with was actually a little overpowering on the cinnamon side. Um, I should also mention that I used uh, brown sugar instead of white sugar in this, and I think that helped out too. Um, so uh, day of judgment came, and I was like, I have to try this now. Um, it's been sitting in my fridge for, for a long enough time. Um, I've just been kind of like, I don't really know what to do with it, so I'm just going to leave it here. But right now I'm at a point where like I'm trying to uh, – to spend a little less on alcohol and I'm also trying to do dry January when it comes up. So my goal right now is to finish whatever I have, uh, before I buy anything else. So like the, uh, the home bar has been depleting. I have less and less things available to mix with. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's cool. It's cool. Cause I'll be able to, to start fresh. But, um, anyway, I tried this, um, uh, cinnamon plum, brown sugar liqueur. I tried it on its own first. You know what? Not fucking bad, man. Yeah. It was not fucking bad. Nice. It was it was like it was like I said it was overpowering on the cinnamon side. Um the plum was a little too subtle, I guess, because just because there was too much cinnamon. Um but you could you could kind of taste it was there. And I like I said earlier, I do think the brown sugar helped a lot more than like using a white sugar for this because it, it it gave it a little bit more uh, more pop to the flavor. Um, so I tried it like, you know, on its own neat. I thought that was like kind of decent. Then I was like, what what a, what spirit could I use as a base to mix with this? And uh, I thought about vodka at first, but that's usually like the pussy move because vodka does not do anything to your drink. It just adds more alcohol. And like, yeah. that, that's not what I want to do here. I want to add some flavor. I went with gin for this one. And I got to say, man, pretty fucking good. Pretty goddamn good. It was, it was, imagine like fireball, but actually good. That's what this ended up becoming. Like something that had more of a complex flavor to it. Um, the gin, that juniper in the back gave it some enough bite to like overcome the, the sweetness of the brown sugar cinnamon combo. And the plum ended up being just that little like light note at the end of it and 
I was really happy with that, man. That's what I ended up doing with the rest of it is just equal parts gin, equal parts um, cinnamon, plum, brown sugar liqueur. And I'm definitely going to do that again, um, but go a little bit easier on the on the cinnamon next time. Yeah, with the, uh, you know, because you talked about how much cinnamon you added and then how it wasn't really all does dissolving. Yeah, I could see why you said that this was a good fireball because it sounds like what you did is mix just a lot of of good strong flavors and added gin at the end of it. So, I mean, what was the alcoholic base besides gin? Um, well, to to make the liqueur, I used Everclear. So, um, okay. But you know that ends up being so diluted that uh, by the end of it, you know the 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 final mixture was probably somewhere around like thirty percent alcohol. That sounds pretty good. I mean, overall, it sounds like you did a pretty good job with with flavor balancing and stuff. And I would say, yeah, just try to perfect it and like you know get something that you like to drink consistently because that's really got to have a base because then you can just mix it as fast as possible and you know exactly what you're gonna make and. It sounds like it sounds pretty solid. Yeah, like, I, I appreciate I, it. I would, I would, I would try it if you know if I wasn't starving myself of, of everything. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's pretty. That's that's one that you gotta you gotta like make your own bar bartender like cocktail book, not like a like a cookbook, but like a bartender book. What do they call right. those things? Um, they they exist. I know I just, they exist. I've I've looked at a few of them for some hashtag inspo, but. Um, yeah, I don't, don't know the name. Don't ever, don't ever say that again, please. Yeah, let's, let's can we cut that out? I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I don't need Ted in the show. <laughs> I don't need Marcus to ever say that again. I'm sorry. All right, um, I'll I'll work on it. But you know, we're getting we're getting on the two hour mark here now. So tell me about this gym story. What do you got going all on right. in the gym? Um, first of all, I want to say that I respect women. Um, <laughs> and and I, whenever I go to the gym, I am very much as st- I try to be as stoic and as and as singular and as like just a just a bro and like honestly robotic. Like I am try I try to be as robotic and and far away as distance from everything as I possibly can be. Uh, so this was this happened yesterday, and I want to say that it was after. Um, so so Sunday I was like I. You know, I was didn't have a whole lot to do besides writing, and I'm like, you know, what? I'm just gonna go to the gym for like two, two hours or more, and we'll see just how long. So I I had been there, probably did like a lot of weights for like two hours, and then I did a boxing session. And uh, typically, uh, I my boxing sessions have gotten shorter because cardio is fucking hard. I'll be honest, and I'm also doing weights on top of it, so I'm just kind of dead. Also, I'm not eating. So that kind of takes a toll when you're trying to do cardio. Like, yeah, you run out of energy very quickly. So, uh, so kind of did a boxing session after two hours of weights and, um, not, I was like halfway done with my boxing session and, uh, you know, no eating and, uh, and, and like weights, I was, uh, was pretty lightheaded, like, uh, kind of really, really stupid lightheaded. Like I shouldn't have been that lightheaded. And, uh, you know, when I'm, when I'm lightheaded, you know, I've, I've typically got like one, like not wandering eyes, but like just eyes that stare off into space and like look through everything, but I'm not looking at anything and, uh, going to be just, just going to deadpan it, but pretty much the, like what I was looking through was a girl that was like mid stretch and she was doing like a, the quad stretch, like their legs all the way up. And, uh, she looks right into my eyes. Like we, I realized we made eye contact and I, 
and I and I turned away so fast that I could not even make out what like expression she was making on her face. But I kind of just I like actually said to myself quietly, I'm like, oh fuck, oh fuck, and I'm like saying like, oh fuck, and I do I like finish half of the other half of my boxing session, and I just I just do a 360 and walk right out of the gym, and that was it for Sunday, and that's what happened. Uh, you know, because girls do not want to be looked at when they're, like, in the gym at all. It's, the, like, the, supposed to be the place where they can just be vulnerable and not, you know, looked at stuff. And uh, I was I was super out of it, and I realized how bad that I was, like, appearing to be looking right at her, but I was so mentally out of it that it, like, didn't register at all in my head. And uh, then it was embarrassing. And then I did a 360 and walked out. And I and I tried to get it off my mind. And for a solid like 30 minutes, I'm like, I'm so fucking stupid, Jesus Christ. And uh, yeah, uh, that's the story. So, but that's that is the that is the end of our topics. It's also two hours. It is time for me to take a bunch of pills and go to bed so that I can wake up tomorrow and not be physically deceased. So. Um, yeah, this has been Thank you, thank you everyone Thank you for listening Thank you for listening We appreciate uh, it We appreciate it all right. Take care, man. Yeah, you too.